This is an interesting question that I need to... So, who would win a fight between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco? Oh, a taco. A taco every day. Why? Wrap because... them up and squeeze them tight. <laughs> Did anybody... <laughs> Welcome to What the Church, a podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Orlando. I'm Cameron Hughes, and this is episode two of our Meet the Ministry series, where we're introducing you to our new ministries and the people behind them. Today, I am joined again by Alexa Rossi. Hello, friends. And Jonathan Wagner, our new director of college ministry, who's here in partnership with the Coalition for Christian Outreach, also known as the CCO. Thanks thanks for having me, Cameron. Glad to have you on board. Um, Jonathan is our director of college ministry, like I said, and he's working at the new downtown UCF uh, Valencia campus, just a couple of blocks away from the church. Uh, But Jonathan, you're brand new here in Orlando. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Tell us about your family. Tell us what you do. Sure. So most recently, me and my family moved from Indiana. Mm -hmm. So for the last eight years, we've been doing college ministry in the Hoosier State. And uh, before that, I grew up in Pittsburgh, uh, went to Grove City College, where I met my beautiful wife, CJ. Mm -hmm. We have since had three children, uh, three girls under the age of five. So that's a whole lot of fun. What else would you like to know? Um, tell us a little bit about what you do at the CCL and uh, how you ended up in partnership with us here at the church. Yeah, so the CCO has a rich history of partnering with local churches ever since we were founded in the early 70s. Uh, we've been with local churches and doing ministry from within the local church. It was actually uh, church pastors and parachurch leaders who started the organization. And so um, I've been most recently working to expand our presence in the Midwest. And every year we get together and have college students at a conference called Jubilee, where I met Tanner Fox. So the, one of the missions pastors of First Presbyterian Church. Mm -hmm. And he was just sharing with me uh, some of the vision for the new campus downtown, only a mile away. Mm -hmm. So kind of thinking about how do we live missionally in the city of Orlando and how college students can be a crucial part of that. So he kind of put the bug in my ear about this new position that w- they were dreaming up. And uh, when that position opened, they invited me to consider moving my family down here. Awesome. So yeah, Tanner, Tanner's really good at painting a picture for just what uh, the Lord could be doing here in Orlando. And so I'm not shocked at all that he captivated you with a vision of how the Lord can move. Can you go back to, you said uh, a term that I think our people can resonate with in our context in Orlando. You said parachurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, we have so many parachurch ministries mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So we're talking, we're talking crew pioneers. Um, Wycliffe is another one and they all have their headquarters here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems that the CCO is a little bit different though, because it sounds like there's a heavier emphasis of doing that parachurch ministry f- from the body of the church. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, there are tons of great ministries here in Orlando. And actually, we're in a a season in college ministry where there's actually a lot of unity between college ministries and and parachurch ministries. I guess some of the 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 difference or the the particulars of the CCO and how we live into our value of the local church is we, we write 
jobs together and we come up with vision together and everything that we do is really para church, Mm -hmm. really for and with the church. So you'll notice even in coming here, um, as we start the ministry, we start from a place of how do we build a college ministry team that's actively praying for um, and walking with college students. And those people are going to come from the local body that we're partnered with, in this case, First Presbyterian Church of Orlando. So what you're saying is the ministry you're building is equally born of the vision of First Pres and the CCO. Correct. God had to do a lot of things over the last few years, um, kind of in the heart of the hearts of leadership here in the church, um, and just the right context with this new campus a mile away, so that the 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 first year this campus is in existence, a church nearby has a, a really strong vision for how to reach those students, be hospitable to students at that campus, and really uh, shepherd them well during their time in college. As a leader, what does it take to build something from the ground up like that? Is that a task that you really enjoy or is that a a new challenge for you? Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, Candidly, I I have a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. Most of the roles that I've had, uh, you know, dating back to my time in college Mm -hmm. have been starting new things or or thinking up maybe to some pie in the sky ideas Mm -hmm. and then trying to invite people into that vision. And so um, it's neat to step into a context where there are other people who uh, share that vision and that also believe that with uh, the wisdom of God and with the the people of the church, we can reach these students. And as we do that, the church will be stronger uh, and more creative and filled with the vitality that comes with having college students around. a really cool way to start to uh, see progressive change here in our city um, as well. I just think this whole idea of having a brand new campus downtown that um, nobody's really had influence on yet. I mean, obviously they partner with other campuses in the local area and there's history there, but um, just to have an opportunity to launch a new movement is uh, is a really profound opportunity. And I I hope you'll find this encouraging to me. It really feels like, for such a time as this, Mm -hmm. because I grew up here and college ministry was kind of always a a buzz thing that we talked about Mm -hmm. doing. And even before I was a college student, you know, there were various initiatives to launch a college ministry. And I'm sure that they were, you know, thought over and prayed over and uh, nothing eventually really stuck in the way that Mm -hmm. I see this happening and coming together. So um, it's really cool to watch the Lord put these things together and for such a time as this. Yeah. And and one of the encouraging things for me is um, having been here only two months now, I would say some of the most um, affirming words have come from older generations, Mm -hmm. people that are 60, 70, 80 years old at times. So I had lunch with a woman in the church. I don't know if she'd be embarrassed for me to mention her name, but just this week, and she's in her seventies and she shared with me 
how for years she's been saying that we've needed something mm-hmm. like this. And there have been, Alexa, to, to your point, there have been different uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, variations or Iteration. attempts, iterations, yeah, of college ministry. Mm-hmm. I was I was reading about the the history of the church. And back in the sixties, there was some international Mm. Thanksgiving dinners and some international Christmas meals for students Mm. from different places. And now that UCF has grown to be over 60,000 students, you have Rollins, you have Valencia, just more and more college students Mm. in the area. It's exciting for me to think about what if we kind of hearkened back to those mm. meals and did, you know, a revamp and relaunch and rallied people towards something that has been a part of the history with a newness of energy and vision for this season of the church? Um, so each of us has our own view or our own kind of preset idea of what a college student is and how they look and how they interact. And when we see them around church, great. But Um, And obviously this ministry is intended to serve college students, but how can the greater church be involved in what you're doing on and off campus? Who, who does college ministry serve? How can we serve with college ministry? Yes. Well, college ministry, obviously just the name of it is for college students and college age students. Um, This might be a little bit of an aside, but part of the benefit of having uh, a college ministry that's rooted in the local church is that those students who are either taking a gap year mm. or going out of out of high school and trying to figure out their way and haven't exactly uh, landed in a university setting, um, they can still be engaged in the college ministry, mm. so to speak, of the church because uh, it's not specific or unique to that individual college campus. Mm. There are other places where students are being engaged and invested in beyond just the college campus. So um, your question, though, was how can congregants engage? So um, the first thing, as I mentioned before, is we are creating a college ministry team. Mm. So this is a ministry of the church. It's not uh, an international mission that we can send resources and hear stories back, but mm. our proximity to the campus gives us opportunity to serve students in this mission mm. with our time, our talent, and our treasures. And so, um, so the first is getting involved in the college ministry team. And a big part of that is prayer. We're gathering monthly to pray over students by name and to pray for the campuses in our city. Um, Beyond that, prayer will often move us to action. And so then hospitality and engaging in other places where college students gather. We've started a weekly Bible study um, and certainly just coming to campus to to meet students and to invest in them are, are some of the the first ways that we think about engaging with students. Because of the nature of 
college ministry, it sounds like you're getting to do really fun things that, uh, you know, maybe in other stages of life wouldn't be the first thing to choose. So you're taking some students tomorrow to Les Mis, right? To talk about the themes of, of Les Mis, which is super cool. Tell us more about that. Yeah. So this is, um, honestly blowing my mind a little bit. Just the way that God works is so cool. And he's gone before us on campus. There's a a guy named Arthur who, he's a Brazilian student. I hope you wouldn't mind me sharing about him. Um, But he was telling me about how his father would read Les Mis to him Mm -hmm. as a child and the conversations that they had around that. And so we're just having this beautiful conversation of redemption and family and forgiveness Mm -hmm. and commitment. And um, for those of you who have seen Les Mis, there's Mm -hmm. some amazing gospel parallels. And so this conversation was beautiful and and encouraging to me just to think about the questions that this guy is is wrestling with and thinking about. And so the very next day, I saw that uh, Les Mis was coming to town. And so it started with just a small idea of buying two tickets and he and I going and, and checking out the show and eventually evolved into having, we got a group rate and we're taking some students and so cool. we're going to have some pizza and chat about those different themes uh, afterwards. So unexpected, not a part of the ministry plan, you know, two months ago in, in a sense, but just cool to, as we lean into what God's doing already in the lives of students, trying to draw that out with things that they're interested in. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like you know, so much of college ministry is life on life relationships. Let's get in a room and talk together and uh, tell me more about the people that will be in these hypothetical rooms during your conversations. You've, you've told me about this vision you have to have believers and unbelievers together all the time. And, and what's your heart behind that? Yeah. Um, I, I think my heart behind that comes from, the people who've discipled me in my own walk with Christ, always having a bent towards sharing the good news about Jesus with those who don't know him or are looking to hope in something and helping them see Jesus for who he is. And so I I just think there's um, something beautiful that happens when you get people who have been walking with Christ for a while and maybe uh, know the answers, know scripture well, have been in church a while around students or others who haven't been walking with Christ. Um, in, in a sense, those who are not yet believers uh, get to see the love of the body of Christ. Um, Jesus said, they will know you're my disciples by your love for one another. So they get to witness that firsthand when you share spaces uh, with believers and not yet believers. Uh, Additionally, for those who are following Christ, I've just seen it already in bringing some people from First Presbyterian onto campus. There's like something that happens, their eyes light up to say, wow, like what an opportunity. God might use me Mm. and the life of these students in a meaningful way. And so it deepens uh, the maturity of the believer. Uh, It it gives them practice and sharing their testimony and what Jesus has done in their life. Um, So there's a whole host of, of benefits that come from having 
people in various stages of their faith journey in the same spaces. And so whether it's Bible studies or hospitality after church on Sunday, maybe sharing meals together, things like that, always looking for kind of overlap between congregants, people who have been a part of the church for a while, and those who are still trying to figure it out. And that's okay too. We're all at different spots. I think that's just really profound and kind of hits this missional identity or DNA that we want to create in our people in the same way that having not yet believers, which I love that you use that term in the same space as believers, the way that you hope interactions will happen will ultimately point to how they've been made new in Christ in the same way that we want to create a people that, that have that very same DNA when they interact with their neighbors who may not yet be believers. Mm -hmm. So that's a really cool thing. It's hard to believe it's only been two months since you got here. It Mm -hmm. feels like we've been at this for years already. And um, that might just be because there's a lot of moving pieces, but Jonathan, can you describe a little bit what a normal day looks like for you, uh, whether that's time on campus, time here, um, and just what's it like to meet a college student for the first time? Sure. Yeah, I I do spend some time uh, here at First Presbyterian Church, actually on location, but a a lot of my time is spent over on the UCF Valencia new downtown campus. So the first day on campus, my very first day, this was uh, before classes even started. I just decided to head over to campus to check things out. And I met a few students that were wandering around trying to find their classrooms. Um, And I met a guy named Liam Mm -hmm. and just started talking to them, asking a little bit about their background. Um, And Liam just shared a little bit about how he grew up in the church, but uh, that hasn't really been super important to him since probably the middle of high school. And so uh, it was a great encouraging time together. It was kind of as we wandered campus, maybe indicative of the college years, right? <laughs> Trying to find our way and look for guides and such. And um, we did that together, which was which was great. And um, and so I just started praying for him and and uh, looking out for him on campus. But honestly, haven't seen him around much in my last two months here. So I met with him yesterday. Actually, it was the first time we sat down one on one over coffee, which was. Um, by the way, really cool that after two months, you know, he, he'd be willing to get together, <laughs> didn't right? Scare him too much. I didn't scare him too much. And, and sometimes I think we can get discouraged about, you, you know, you invest in someone or you say hi to someone and something doesn't, you know, uh, come into fruition right away. But, um, but really neat to see two months later, his willingness to get together mm-hmm. and just listened and asked him lots of questions. And it was pretty clear that, the thing that I think is lacking um, downtown specifically because it's such a new campus is just community mm-hmm. and friendship and things to do. Yeah. And you said you told me you met a lot of students at a food truck, right? Because their <laughs> their spaces for community and fellowship aren't even done or yeah. they weren't. Yeah, there are still some places for students to gather, but they're fewer and further between. Mm-hmm. I assume over time there'll be more and more gathering spots for students. Um, but but that's what students are looking for a lot is just community, friendship, encouragement, stuff to do. And so uh, kind of going back to what you said earlier, Alexa, that's why we're going to Les Mis. That's why we're, you know, looking to do fun things and get to know one another. And at, out of that kind of time spent together, those relationships will go deeper and we can continue to explore 
who the Lord is and, and what, what he desires for our lives. So, um, but I, yeah, I love that after two months, Liam said, yeah, I'll get a coffee with you. Yeah. So you're saying there was like, no, there's all this time and space between there were not points of contact in the middle. Yeah. Not many. No. And And he was literally the first student that I met Hmm. on campus. Um, and two months later, he's still looking for community. And that's not a knock on him. Very friendly guy, has a lot of great interests and things like that. I just think the reality is this is a season where students want to make friends and deep relationships. And, and the way he put it is like not surface level. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's we what all we're long trying for to that. do. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan, for spending some time with us today and letting us know about what you're doing. And, uh, for those who have questions, want to reach out, uh, please feel free to comment, click, uh, shoot us an email here at the church. Jonathan, can you share a little bit of contact info for those who want to um, get on board with you? Sure. You can reach me at my First Presbyterian email address at jwagner at fpco.org. That's a great place. Or you can check out the CCO's website is ccojubilee.org, which shares a lot about uh, our value of the local church and how we think about ministry and ways to get involved in the various events, conferences, things we have going on throughout the year. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great partnership. Excited to have you. Thanks, Alexa. Thanks, Cameron. Hey, thanks again, Jonathan, for joining us. And for those of you who are enjoying what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe. Uh, We would love to have you on board every week with us as we release these podcasts. We'll be back soon with more uh, ministry leaders and be able to introduce you to those. So go out and live truth.